Hello, and welcome to the Sailorville Church Podcast. This is Josh Anderson. I'm one of the deacons here at Sailorville Church. So you know we're pretty far down on the podcast hosting list. Must be the holidays or something like that. So happy to be sitting here with my good friend and our missionary, Steve Ferks. Hey, Steve. Hey, it's great to be here. So Steve was in our pulpit this past Sunday, uh, preached a great message on loving the lost from Luke 15. So good to have you with us. You're here for our missions conference. You've been yes. hanging around, getting to know people at our church. What's uh, what's Sailorville like for you? Just hanging out here. Oh, we we've just we just loved it. Uh, of course, we really love Living Waters. I got to throw that in. You know, our sending church. Uh, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been very special. Uh, as many Sundays as possible to go to Living Waters for the first service, and then uh, jump over here for the the second service. As our our three kids uh, that are living in Ankeny are are going here, that's been fun too. But uh, it's really it's really worked out. In a neat way, uh, in the missions conference, we were able to, to meet a lot of people. And then coming back after that, just yeah. getting to know more and more people. And uh, then uh, playing a little bit of pickleball. I don't know if we'll talk about that later <laughs> or not. But uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, getting to know more people. So yeah. it's, it's been very special. It's yeah. been a blessing to our hearts. Yeah. Well, it's been a joy to get to know you better this year, even, uh, yeah. as part of the the small team from Sailorville that spent 10 days with you in Peru this summer. Survived. Uh, so we'll talk Survived about some of days. that. But uh, I, know, I remember talking with you this summer, and you were pretty pretty excited that you had a spot on the Sailorville preaching calendar, um, but uh, maybe a little apprehensive. What, what's that like getting invited to, to speak at Sailorville when you're home on furlough? Well, anytime you have to preach uh, three times yeah. Sunday morning, that's that's uh, pretty intense. And then, of course, there's the time frame. You know, uh, on the mission field, uh, it's pretty easy or natural uh, to go 40, 45 minutes or even longer. Try not to do that. But uh, so to be locked into a 30-minute time frame, that uh, is a little bit more intense. And, and knowing that it's not just because... That's what their plan is, but it's a time for one one multitude of people to 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 be done, wrap it up, and be exiting for another multitude of people to be coming in. It just adds a a, a layer of uh, of pressure. Yeah, and uh, I, so I've heard you speak in Spanish before. Um, you didn't fall asleep. I don't. No, think. no, <laughs> on the edge of my seat. And uh, you're certainly a gifted communicator. <laughs> A uh, strong theologian, you have a heart of the pastor, and that comes through in your preaching. Uh, and that comes through in your life that we see as well. And, and having spent time with you on the mission field, that comes through very clearly. But um, I can't imagine, you know, speaking in English, uh, trying to preach. I heard a few Spanish phrases coming out. Was that just for fun to keep us interested, or was that like you, uh, you know, trying to trying to calibrate and get the next word? In yeah, English? De- definitely. It actually started happening about ten years ago. Where I would, uh, I'd be preaching, and all of a sudden I wouldn't think of the word in English, and I'd just kind of be staring at everybody, and everybody staring back at me, and my family was putting on this this big smile, like, uh, "Say something, <laughs> hello," <laughs> and uh, so so actually, probably several years went by, and finally Kelly and the kids were like, "Dad, just just say something in Spanish, just yeah. say it in Spanish, and then maybe it'll come to you." <laughs> And so, yeah, I just started doing that. And the weird thing is that even in casual conversations, sometimes I won't think of the word in English, but it happens way more while I'm preaching. For whatever reason, when I'm preaching, I'm just more accustomed to preaching in Spanish. So I would say probably every single message I've preached in English, there's there have been words that uh, I haven't been able to think of. So 
to try and minimize the awkwardness, just say it in Spanish. And, and uh, you know, some, some people, some churches kind of look at you like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and then others just have fun with it. Yeah. So Sailor uh, Bill is a good crowd. I love it. I love it. It, it helps us keep the voice of the nations <laughs> in our mind as you're preaching. Well, certainly one of the words that came through early on in your message was the word joy. Oh, uh, yeah. And we see that yeah. in Luke 15. It talks about, you know, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Yeah. Um, what uh, what led you to the word joy as, as an emphasis early on in your message? Well, in, in the message, I didn't foca- focus on it a lot, but uh, just the important reminder that uh, so many so many believers, we can go through life maybe knowing the truth and really being sticklers for the truth, but just really having an absence of joy. And uh, I, I, think, I think I heard this from Pastor Pat, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, but just uh, like a, um, I can't think of the word in English, um, like a heritage, a family mm-hmm. heritage of joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time now, Kelly and I have prayed that God would give us the heritage of uh, a family who serves Jesus, and mm-hmm. I've and I've inserted that word that we would have the uh, have um, uh, <laughs> no se me vienen las palabras. Sorry, um, we would have joy in serving Jesus, not just not just serving Jesus, but joy in serving Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, as missionaries, as you travel around, I mean, there are many, even pastors. Who are serving, but there is there is no joy mm. in their lives, and and many times it's very evident. And I would say, even in my own life, I I there was a period of time, especially when our kids were younger, maybe the stresses of life, that uh, Kelly would say, uh, you know, Steve, qué pasó? What happened? I remember when we were dating, and you were so fun, and there was so much more joy in our lives. And sometimes, just the stress in life can can kind of zap the joy out of your life. Mm-hmm. And of course, the closer you are to Jesus in your personal relationship and walk with Him, the more joy is going to be in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, just just bringing out that concept of how much joy is there in our lives, even as believers. Yeah. Yeah, and it was pretty special the way you connected even some of the joy you've had from experiencing that family legacy of your own father and his ministry in Peru, and even seeing after he's passed, now these many years later, people who are still remembering what it was like for somebody to love them and remember who they were, and coming to you almost for that same kind of love and and pastoral care. Mm -hmm. What's that like uh, on the mission field, having that kind of family legacy? Well, it is a gift from God, for sure. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, I was doing the math, figured it out that there's been a, a Ferex in Peru for over 55 years. Wow. So, you know, three generations, of course, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, just um, seeing how so many Peruvians love and appreciate the the Ferex name because of my parents. Mm. It's so special. So, so many times I'll run into friends that I grew up with. You know, they, as a kid, they called me Estivi. That was my name, Estivi. Uh, and so they just go on and on and on about uh, my, my parents. And so to see how many people have been uh, influenced in their lives through mom and dad is, you know, that's very special. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, so you're. I know you're a sports guy. Uh, love soccer, football, uh, whatever the the right name is for yeah, the for yeah. the world's beautiful sport. Um, but I was thinking about you know you got this time constraint preaching at Sailorville. You, you can't bring out all that normal uh, Latin American Holy Spirit. You know, let you preach for forty five minutes kind of vibe. Did a great job fitting it in your thirty point five minutes that we gave that's you. That's right. That's right. Um, but if if you got time here on the podcast, you know, if you had a few more minutes on Sunday morning, what else yeah. would you have added to the message that that was on your heart? Oh, sure, you sure. Thanks. Well, one one thing about the whole sports thing, I do love sports, but I do joke that uh, uh, um, the talent of sports skipped a generation because <laughs> my dad was a tremendous athlete: basketball, baseball, uh, American football. And uh, then soccer in Peru, and then you know, Joseph, a uh, tr- uh, tremendous soccer player. So uh, it is kind of funny that, uh, I mean, I grew up playing sports, but nothing like my dad or, or like my, my sons. And uh, so ba- back to the whole uh, uh, message and some of the things I-, I did share just briefly about uh, seeking after somebody. And I kind of hesitated was saying seeking uh, because we are to seek, we are to search for the lost, but really it's God who who does the saving. We don't save anybody. And uh, um, a verse that is very special to Kelly and me is uh, John six forty four. Jesus is saying, no one, absolutely nobody can come to me unless the Father draws him nigh. And... Uh, we we focused on the importance of prayer, and uh, but but that's just so important in in our lives. That's one thing I love about the engaged churches, the engaged network, the pastors in the engaged network. I see it so clearly uh, within them as as leaders for these churches, how how they are are uh, uh, committed to praying for the lost. And uh, that's something that we do need to be seeking and searching the lost. But uh, I want to be investing my energy, my time, where God is at work. Mm. Not where Steve is at work, but where God is at work. And uh, so if I am praying, God, show me where you want me to go. Who, who, who are, who, whose life are you working in? Mm. And uh, lead me to those people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen other missionaries in the past who have reached out to people and... Uh, it just it, it 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 took up a lot of their time, but you know I, I really didn't see where maybe the Holy Spirit was working there, mm. and so that's something, especially when uh, when uh, our kids were young and I needed to be home uh, to to help Kelly at different times uh, to just be at home with our kids, have a presence as a dad. Uh, my time was so valuable. And uh, as a missionary, there's needs everywhere. We joke in Peru, everything is urgente, everything is urgent. Mm. They will tell you that, <laughs> and then you go and you realize it was not urgent. Mm. And so you have to know what to say yes to and what to say mm. no to. Yep. Uh, but but then the importance of being of praying, yeah. being men and women who we are praying uh, uh, for God to lead us and show us where we are to work and in whose lives specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, was, that big concept. It was so encouraging to hear all of the examples of specific names of people uh, that God has put in your life. And 
and even the way you've been able to uh, reach entire families for the gospel in Peru. And yes. It was pretty exciting. I, I remember um, as you were preaching, I kept thinking uh, of something actually that, that Pastor Pat says a lot. Uh, and it's one of the first uh, peaches, pieces of uh, coaching or, or wisdom he gives to speakers. Um, he, re- he reminds them of the concept of just the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you'll never listen to a Pat Nemmer's message the same once you know yeah. to listen for that just the other day. Yeah. Uh, but the idea there is you're just rolling in normal experiences in your life as the speaker uh, that, that are illustrating either good or bad mm-hmm. um, the, the points in Scripture. And, and as you were presenting all these, I kept thinking, maybe for Steve, it's not just the other day. Maybe it's just the every day. Um, because every day, and, and I have the benefit of, of having been in your home for 10 days last summer, um, but it just seemed like a constant flow of people through mm-hmm. your house, through your life. Um, you know, you're not making this up for a good sermon illustration. It, it's the way you live. You yeah. love people, yeah. you seek after people, you're drawn to them and, and sharing the gospel with them. And that definitely came through in the message and that was super encouraging. Oh, praise the Lord. Kelly and I love that. Uh, Kelly is a tremendous hostess for people. Uh, we've had people show up out of the blue and you just make extra room. Uh, for me, that was very natural. Uh, people used to call mom and dad's house Grand Central Station. There were times <laughs> where I woke up, walked out, and uh, there was somebody in the living room waiting for my parents mm. uh, to be free to talk to them. I'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> uh, and uh, it was just very common to have crowds mm. in mom and dad's house. Mm. In fact, uh, years ago, uh, a friend uh, of our family, uh, he lives in... Uh, I think he he lives in Arizona today, but um, uh, he came and visited Kelly and I in Peru, and uh, he said, wow, this reminds me of your parents' house. Mm. Uh, You know, just people kind of coming and going as as is. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, we definitely love having people around and being able to invest in people's lives. So let's. So we started with overtime uh, and kind of what else you would have liked to have talked about. Let's go back to the main the main message. Then just kind of walk us through your your main points and and what are the main things you want to make sure we catch from those and and uh, what's the challenge to us as we go into a new year here with twenty twenty four. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I try to keep it pretty simple. Uh, you know, loving the lost and uh, the the whole concept of of searching for the lost. Uh, I, I don't live in the states that much, but uh, I, I would say in Peru also. But I would I, I tend to see that a lot of times in in the U.S. Uh, the church has uh, we call it adormecido in Spanish. It's been put to sleep, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know doing doing good things, just kind of busy. So mm-hmm. many people are so busy in in life, and uh, just thinking about. How many Christians, not all, but but many Christians, there's a lack of joy, and then uh, just busy, busy with life, and uh, so even the the concept of searching for the lost is uh, is almost lost. That they, it's it's easy to think, oh, I, I don't have time for that, or you know maybe people think, well, that's why we pay our pastors. They are they are the ones that are to seek. For the lost, uh, but just uh, a very heavy heart for as we travel, meet with people, uh, visit churches. How many churches really? They're not growing. 
Uh, people are not getting saved, baptized on a regular basis. And uh, that's, that's hard to see. And, and uh, predominantly, there is a lack of people intentionally uh, praying for the lost and, and seeking after the lost. That, uh, all three pieces of that are, are challenging. Can, can I just do two out of three? You know, you choose a person, pray for that person, and, and move on. Does, yeah. does that work? Or how important is this seeking after that person? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I, I loved how Pastor Pat at the end brought that illustration of, of you know, the illustration in the message of, of me seeking after the, the diamond because yeah. it was valuable to us. And uh, obviously, if, if the lost are, are valuable to us or important, then, then we're going to do it. it yeah. it's, it's just it's going to happen. And uh, if not, it just shows that we have other things in life that are, are more valuable to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this summer we had the, the small group of us from say little church that were part of your church and your family for, for 10 days yeah. in Peru. And, yeah. and we feel like we got to be a part of that and see how that works. Um, what's it like for you to have a, a missions team from one of your supporting churches come and spend time with you? What, what do you see as the highlights from a week like that? Well, we, we love it at the same time. It can't be, it can't be too frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your 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 life focus changes mm-hmm. from uh, I a lot of my time I spend trying to be out in the community, uh, making those relationships to to witness and and visit with people, but uh, we just absolutely love uh, especially churches that there is a, a, a similar passion and mindset of uh, of reaching the lost. Uh, just connecting, connecting with people. Uh, we we love hearing their own uh, testimonies, how uh, they came to Jesus. Uh, that's very special to us. We uh, we we love hearing that and and uh, making those friendships, uh, making those relationships where we're gonna be able to keep in touch as the as the years go by, and then just a little bit of showing them. Uh, not really what we're doing, but just what God is doing. Mm. What God is doing in Peru, things are different, foods are different. Uh, you know, you might see a fish with an eyeball on it and, <laughs> and be like, well, that's really weird, or guinea pig with uh, the nails uh, still still there. And so there's all these weird things. Uh, and, you know, some people are more adventurous to, to try foods. Uh, Lima is in a desert, so it's dry. Uh, it's, it's not the cleanest place in the world. And so those things are, are, are unique for people, but yeah. just for, for them to see how, how, uh, Peruvians are getting saved. They love to worship. They love to sing, praise yeah. God and coming together, uh, for, for them to see that and to see what God is doing, uh, is very special to us. Yeah, and that, that one of the highlights that I think we all had from that week was the fact that we were there for two Sundays. Yes. Um, and by the time we were there that second Sunday, uh, we could look across your congregation and, and sort of say, hey, we, we know those people. We know their story. Yeah. We've yeah. been a part of it. Yeah. And, and what was super encouraging to us and, and fits well with your message here from Luke 15 was it was clear that these are people you've been praying for, people that you've been seeking after, mm-hmm. uh, people that God has rescued from their sin. Um, and you've been able to share the great news of Jesus with them. And yes. you just invited us into your life that week, and, and we got to, to spend time in their homes with their families, mm-hmm. uh, ministering to them, helping them with, with physical needs, helping them uh, with spiritual conversations, yes. hanging out with their kids. We just kind of saw it all. 
Um, and it, it's so genuine and so authentic. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I give you a hard time sometimes because uh, we, we sometimes uh, refer to you as uh, one of our best missionaries we've ever had or one of our most fruitful or most productive. And um, we've got some great missionaries. And so that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good label. Um, but that's true. Uh, because we see that happening in your life, and uh, a lot of similarities, honestly, with the uh, with the Engage Network uh, and mm-hmm. the Civil Church, and the way we we try to reach our local community and, mm-hmm. and be involved in the lives of people. So, one of the things that, and you and I have talked about it before. Um, I I was so thankful for such a God thing was how on in the second Sunday in the evening we had that that worship service. Mm-hmm. And uh, several people shared testimonies, and their testimonies were a result of mm. you guys being there. Uh, Orlinda um, standing up and just sharing how uh, she'd been in, in, a, in a church for 13 years and just struggled with some of the priorities that that church had, and she had found a, a church family uh, uh, where she just so enjoyed worshiping God. And uh, you guys had gone and, and uh, helped build a wall mm-hmm. in her house. And uh, just being, being a, a, a part of, of that authentic uh, uh, Christian love to her. And then um, and, uh, uh, Arturo, when he stood up and shared testimony about his daughter getting saved. Mm, yeah. And uh, obviously through, through Kyle's testimony. Yeah. And so for you guys to be able to be there and see that, uh, that was just such a gift from God. Yeah. Yeah. There were, you were here at our missions conference. There were things, uh, four things we talked about that, that we think make for a good trip. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious how these fit for you. I, I think we hit four out of four on our, on our trip and we desire to hit four out of four again with our, right, our trip yeah. there next year, yeah. uh, which we'll talk about here briefly. But, you know, we definitely want to do short-term trips that, that boost the long-term disciple making efforts mm-hmm. of our missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to encourage our missionaries and, and do that by learning how we can better support and pray for you, um, spending that time with you, really emphasizing our philosophy of being fellow workers for the truth uh, that we find in Third John. Um, we want to enlarge our view of the nations as we spend time in another context and, and another people group. Uh, and then we want to encourage people who go on these trips to bring back perspectives of what the nations look like and, and help to sharpen and give focus to the work that we do here in our local church. Yes. Um, and I think that that felt like we hit all four of those. Yeah. Um, are, is that the right list? Is that important stuff? For oh, you? I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And and we were so blessed and encouraged by you guys. Uh, you guys came. You worked hard. Uh, you were so flexible. And and uh, uh, several things things got you know, things got canceled. Had to adjust or switch days. But uh, you guys uh, were such a blessing to us. And uh, uh, it was neat that in such a short period of time you could make such a neat friendship. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was impactful for sure, and we pray that the Southern Church group that goes in twenty twenty four will be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so Pastor Jason and his wife Meredith will be leading the team this year. Um, still locking in final dates sometime in that early July time frame. Yes. Um, and Jason told me there will be uh, an informational meeting coming here soon awesome. for people at Sailorville to okay. uh, start to indicate their interest and and start planning for that. But uh, if, if you're listening to this and feeling the pull to, to be adventurous and, and go see the world um, and uh, f- have a heart for the nations and a heart for encouraging our missionaries and for spending time reaching people. Uh, with the good news of Jesus and, and being the hands and feet of of, get, of God around the world, um, definitely prayerfully consider the opportunity to to be a part of one of these teams. Yes, absolutely. Please, please come. 
We, uh, we loved having uh, the Sailorville team, and uh, God really was doing a mighty work. And uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do in 2024, for yeah. sure. We uh, go play some pickleball down there next year, or what's, what's on the list? Wouldn't that be crazy? I, I, was ju- I was just thinking this last week that, uh, well, I, so I jokingly was telling some of the, the, the what are they called, the, the senior adults. Nice. That's what they're called here at Sailorville. Yep. They're pretty brutal on that court. <laughs> and uh, uh, taking, uh, they've been giving me some pickleball racket pallets. And uh, so I'm hoping to take that back to, to introduce to our community. And uh, I was thinking, wow, we could even maybe do a one-day tournament. So uh, we could get some, uh, some senior adults from Sailorville to, to go go. down and, uh, and show their stuff. Now, they'd have to be kind of easy on the Peruvians because if, you know, if they're brutal, then uh, it might not be that, that great of an experience for some of these Peruvians. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but, yeah, no, that would, be, that, would be, that would be pretty fun, I think. Yeah, I can see that being a great way to, to reach people and, and uh, seek after them. That's uh, right, that's in, right. In a unique way. So. Yeah, pickleball for Jesus. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up here, maybe just, uh, give us a little logistics update on your family. You're headed back to Peru here soon. What's that look like? How can we be praying for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it really boils down to Kelly and I, we're ready to be home, uh, ready to be back investing our lives in our church family, our community. Uh, but it's, it's hard to, to think of, uh, I mean, Justin is pretty established here. Obviously we enjoy having him close. But uh, hard for for us to uh, think of that that final goodbye for Janessa and Jordan. Uh, they're doing well at Faith. Thankful for for the friendships that uh, they've developed there, and and some families here, some families here at Sailorville have reached out to them saying, "Hey, if you need a place to go to, then uh, let us know." So that warms our heart. Mm-hmm. That uh, that is that is amazing. Uh, then, you know, Kelly's mom, uh, it's hard for Kelly to, to think of, of leaving her. So, uh, uh, prayers are appreciated there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, two weeks from today we'll be in Peru. So, uh, excited for that. Excited to kind of reconnect with Joseph and Kimberly, who've been in Indiana this whole time and our two grandkids, Sadie and Roman, uh, very excited for, for that. So yeah, pray for us as we, uh, as we, start transitioning back and then uh, just kind of uh, well Cole and Debbie are going to be moving I think this week a bunch of the things that were stored in our house okay to the to Joseph and Kimberly's new house and uh, Joseph and Kimberly will have to get their house childproof <laughs> uh, the stairs the railing uh, so you know those those logistics that'll need to be taken care of early on and then uh, our daughter Jessica and her husband Italo are, have moved up to Cusco. So as soon as we get back, we arrive the 15th, the 16th, and 17th. I'll be helping uh, Jess uh, packing up her apartment mm. and, and moving her. So, uh, yeah, we'll hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for hitting the ground running while you were here in the States. We've enjoyed all the time to interact with you through our missions conference and time you spent with people individually and for sure being in the pulpit this past Sunday. So we appreciate that. Uh, before I pray for us here quick and pray for you especially, uh, any final thoughts on on the message or final challenge for for our people here at Sailorville as we um, head into the new year? Well, it's it's really easy in life to uh, be blessed or impacted by something, and then life gets back to mm-hmm. what you were doing, 
and you kind of forget about it. Mm. And uh, I pray that 2024 will be uh, a year that uh, that we all uh, are more intensely pursuing Jesus and uh, pursuing the lost. Amen. Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah. Uh, let me pray for you quick. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Steve and Kelly and their family and uh, just the wonderful job they do as servants of yours on the mission field in Peru. And just thank you for the relationship we have with Sailable Church and our missionaries, and just pray that you give them uh, great energy and um, insight as they head back to Peru and engage with the people there that you've called them to love and minister, and just help them even as they choose people there and and pray for them and seek after them, uh, that uh, you would continue to build your church through their work and and the work that you ultimately do there, and that you guide us all and give us the right energy and focus and serving you well and being useful to you uh, in the work that you've called us all to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dios les bendiga.